This is Two Babes Talk Supply Chain, where we interview the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about the best practices, changes in the industry, and hot topics in supply chain. We answer all your questions and put sexy into supply chain. We are your hosts, Sarah and Nick. Thanks for joining us today. This is our first ever podcast episode um, for Two Babes Talk Supply Chain. You've got myself, Sarah, and Nick, and we're excited to talk to you about supply chain today. I mean, we're going to be talking about the differences between logistics versus supply chain, that definition. Um, But I think to start, maybe we should get into some background about us. Background would be great. Well, I've been in the uh, customs um, industry for about six years now, going on six years. Um, it's a love-hate relationship, very stressful at times, um, satisfying at times. I always knew situations coming up. Every day is different. Lots of problem-solving, um, too, right? l- Lots and lots yeah. of problem-solving, Sarah. And, and what do you currently do? So I'm the director of marketing and sales over at Ice Corp. Um, I've been in the, lo- the logistics industry for a very long time. I'm not going to tell you how long because that's going to tell you my age. But um, it's been it's been a great road. I've done everything from imports to sales to marketing to customs to trade shows to warehousing. So I've really gotten all aspects of at least the logistics industry anyways. I've done my diploma for international trade through the FIT program. And um, I really enjoy it. Really, really like international trade. For and, sure. and you travel a lot, Sarah. I do get to travel quite a bit. Um, I'm traveling to the States a lot right now because we're working with a lot of U.S. companies coming into Canada and helping them with their supply chain and their logistics. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of fun over the last couple of years. I've, lot, I've got to travel to a lot of different places. Excellent. Well, that's enough about ourselves. Let's talk about some current events. Sounds great. So I was looking on the, uh, the interweb, as some people call it, and uh, I saw this, um, this dog. It was a puppy. It was a husky, and uh, this husky sounded like a baby. Oh, I saw it this morning. I do not understand. It was crazy. It how sounded does like a kid? How does a dog sound like that? I have no idea. It wow. was the cutest puppy ever. It, it was, but I, I think after a couple days of that, I think I'd go insane. <laughs> I think I would too. Like I, I don't know. I didn't know whether it was a half dog, half human. I, I it sounded. <laughs> I've never heard anything quite like that ever before from an animal. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I also saw um, something today about a cop in Ohio that showed a lot of restraint when a guy was coming at him with a knife, and he didn't shoot him. I mean, I think he shot him initially, but in a place that wouldn't be too harmful. Um, But the guy kept coming at him with a knife, and he he showed a lot of restraint and, and didn't shoot him. And I think that's really commendable, because I think in these day and age... We just pull the trigger way too fast. I mean, I'm not a cop, and I don't know what that feels like. But at the same time, I think it's pretty commendable. And it it would be a lot different in the States when everyone has the right to bear arms and stuff, where the cops kind of in Canada, uh, they probably go through some of the same stuff, but it would probably never be that intense, just because you never know what people are thinking, what they've been through. Could have been psychological issues, yeah. everything. Yeah. It, it, I think they call that suicide by cop. If he really wanted the cop to shoot him, yeah, Isn't that, I think yeah, it's that's like that's that. weird. Yeah. And other news: uh, Donald Trump there. I think in Arizona, Donald Trump lost in Arizona. Are you following this? 
I'm not really following him. No, I'm not really following him. I don't really care for the guy, really. Um, It has no effect on me because they're in the States and Mm -hmm. I'm in Canada. Um, But it's all over the news. It's kind of hard not to follow him. Yeah. And his hair, like, how does he get his hair that perfect? (laughs) I don't understand. I have no idea. Like, that's not gel. That's, like, that's some talent there. I'm just shocked that it doesn't fly away when he's outside giving his speeches and the wind is blowing up. Yeah, you you never know. Well, you know what, Sarah? Let's uh, let's get to um, some topics here. So, sure. what's what do you find the the biggest difference between transportation and supply chain? So obviously, I mean, we're we're doing some research leading up to the podcast, and so I went on to Wikipedia. And I actually pulled up their explanation of supply chain and logistics. So supply chain, the definition on Wikipedia, is a supply chain is a system of organizations, people, activity, information, and resources involved in moving a product or service from supplier to customer. Supply chain activities involve the transformation of natural resources, raw materials, components into a finished product, and that's delivered to the end customer. So that's supply chain. Now, on the other hand, the Wikipedia definition of logistics is logistics is generally the detailed organization and implementation of a complex operation. Now, that is a lot of words. Transportation (laughs) complex? (laughs) No, that just kind of went over my head. (laughs) Well, you know, logistics is fairly complex. I mean, the two of us know that for sure. There's a lot of ins and outs. There's a lot of problem solving. There's a lot of things that can go right. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. And a lot of changes to be had by any government department out there. Oh, they change things all the time. Uh, to me, it's a waste of money and it's way too much changes sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, if it's for the better. Sometimes it is. And, and like when you're doing the EDI system and trying to make the process a lot smoother and more fluent, it's, it's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes I find that they, they go three steps backwards and then they want a paper package when this world and this this world we live in now is all based on computers and yeah. internet and quick, like no time to wait. Yeah. It's, it's a lot different than what it was probably 15, 10 years ago, yeah. which you would never know because you've only been doing this a couple of years. You're only <laughs> 22, 23. <laughs> I know. I really like you. I know. <laughs> Um, So just to complete that definition, in a general business sense, logistics is the management of the flow of things between the point of origin and the point of consumption in order to meet requirements of customers or corporations. Now, that makes a little bit more sense to me. That does make sense, but... Right. I I mean, because my version... Here's my version of supply chain versus logistics. Supply chain covers anywhere from sourcing the product... Purchasing the product, um, transporting the product, or even components into manufacturing, uh, like into the country where they're going to manufacture, if it's a different place, okay? Then it's going to be your transportation, your distribution to end consumer. I mean, that whole package to me is supply chain. The logistics is just a component of that supply chain. It involves the transportation, it involves the distribution, it involves the delivery to end consumer. Um, It also includes the customs clearance. So that's sort of, to me, at the tail end of supply chain. So that is the difference to me. Supply chain is all-encompassing. Logistics is a component of supply chain. 
I don't know what you think. What do you think? I think that supply chain is a wonderful thing and that more companies should be thinking about getting involved in and finding ways to kind of save money. The economy is not the same what it was 20 years ago. And I find that if you could find one company to do all your one source, one solutions, Mm -hmm. that it would be... That's a great segue to our sponsor. (laughs) I know, isn't that? It was pretty good, yeah. Really good. Today's podcast is brought to you by IceCorp, the one source, one solution, one company for all your supply chain needs. Visit them at IceCorp, I-C-E-C-O-R-P dot C-A. All right, Sarah. So I'm just going to like to thank IceCorp again for sponsoring us. Remember, that's your one source, one solution, one stop for all your supply chain needs. Um, yeah, I think it's really great that we were able to get a sponsor for Two Babes Talk Supply Chain. You know what? I don't think we really talked about Two Babes. All you people that are going to be tuning in, you're going to see a beautiful babe beside me here. Thanks. But I'm babe number two. <laughs> you're beautiful too, Nick. Why, thank you, Sarah. Beautiful. That's beautiful. what my whole family told me all the one. time. And babe two, <laughs> talking supply chain. So... In our industry, Sarah, I notice that there's a lot of acronyms out there, and so, so many, many people have acronyms on acronyms, depending on what government department you're dealing with, or what company you're dealing with, um, what type of person you're dealing with. Acronyms change all the time. Yeah, just look at like for shipping, just the inco terms that you have to deal with. Oh, I know, and people like people use DBP those like, and, completely oh, differently. It's, and it, it's all different on paper. Like, you could get a bill of lading that says DDP, and then you get the arrival notice, and it has something totally different on it. And then you don't know what to do. You don't know whether to apply duty, whether they're paying duty, the client's paying duty, vendor's paying duty. It's Well, it's and it's crazy. so important. I don't think people realize how important INCO terms are. I mean, at the end of the day, the INCO terms come into play when you're um, negotiating your fees for the product that you're going to buy from the shipper overseas. And that determines so much. It determines the price of the product. It determines how much shipping you're going to be paying. It determines uh, the risk. At what point in that shipment is the risk going to be transferred to you? And how much risk are you going to have to take to bring that shipment into the country or wherever it's going? And it's so important. And people, I think, don't quite realize sometimes how important it is now in your history of of your work just a few years you were been doing this um <laughs> have you noticed that anyone they, they thought the shipment was going to go one way and the next thing you know after all the paperwork was done they're like why am i getting charged this or or why do i have this amount of duty when yeah. they just assumed it was going to be free yeah a lot of times what happens um that usually happens in a prepaid scenario So the uh, vendor that you're buying from, from overseas, will prepay the shipping charges to terminal. Uh, But what happens from there is that there's local charges. So there's handling charges, there's terminal charges, there's dock fees, there's delivery, there's all sorts of other charges that go into it. Hold on, it just seems like you just said way too many charges. Delivery charges, dock charges, handling fee, don't they all kind of seem similar? Well, these are for the local agent to handle them at this end. So your vendor has prepaid the shipment to terminal, but they haven't prepaid the local charges. And if you don't have a relationship with the freight forwarder um, in the local area, 
then they're just going to charge you standard rates most of the time, which means that your rates are going to be a lot higher. And when you initially get the quote from the shipper, it looks a lot cheaper because you're not taking into account those local charges. Now, have you ever had a shipment that the client thought it was going to get delivered to his door and it was actually just discharged at the port in Vancouver? Yeah, and I think that comes down to the communication with your vendor. And it probably comes down to your acronyms. And it comes down to acronyms. That's right. Wow. Acronyms all the day. So here, I'm just going to give you a couple acronyms here. Uh, J-I-T. That is just in time. That's really important. That is one of the major ones, I would say, for transportation and logistics supply chain kind of in general. Yeah, because if you're in a just-in-time environment where you need to get your product... Um, and you've created that just-in-time scenario or that just-in-time supply chain, the transportation side and the delivery side is really important to you because you need to make sure that the product gets there just in time because, um, you know, a line could go down, which would cost thousands and thousands of dollars a day. What's another one you got there? Material requirements planning. MRP. MRP. Now, I don't know too much about that acronym, but I think it's good for everybody to know that MRP actually means materials. (laughs) Materials? Oh my God, I lost myself. (laughs) Requirements and planning. And what else do you have there? Total quality management, so TQM. TQM. Yeah, that's going to have a lot to do with, um, obviously, quality management. That almost sounds like time. I'm in time zone, time zone TQM. I know. PST, EST, ST, Central Time Zone. Yeah, it's all crazy. So, Sarah, there's another acronym I know. It's called BOL. What does that stand for? Bill of Lading. Bill of Lading. Yeah, that one's important, especially when you're shipping ocean freight. Oh, It tells you everything. It's almost like a passport for the goods that you're shipping. That's a great analogy. Isn't it? Yeah, really good. I mean, it shows you everything. It shows you the vendor. It shows you the consignee, which is essentially the importer. Order. It shows you where it's coming from. It shows you the commodity. It yeah. shows you container Pieces. number, yep. piece count. Weight. Almost has everything except for when I'm doing a customs clearance, I'm also going to need arrival notice. Ah, uh, yes. That's going to help. And the reason for that is because that's your cargo control number that you use to clear the goods. Exactly. And it also gives me a timeline of when the goods are arriving to our country and when I could submit them. Um, there's different rules for all different countries depending on when you could submit ocean. Sometimes you could submit it right when it arrives at the port. Sometimes you got to wait till it gets to the warehouse. Sometimes you could do it when it's on the rail. So there's a whole bunch of different situations. And another one is CY to CY. And you normally will see that on a bill of lading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. It's container yard to container yard. That is correct. Yeah. So a container yard to container yard, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to the customer's door, does it? No, it means that essentially it's stopping at the container yard and it's going to be the importer's responsibility to move it from there. So could a container yard be a warehouse that the goods are in bond at or would it just be like a rail container yard? Um, Yeah, generally speaking, it's going to be an inland sort of port where the container moves by rail um, into the local area where the importer is and where the final delivery is going to be. And it's mostly for full container loads. 
And so if, if this customer is is getting their goods delivered directly to their door, what would be on the bill of lading? Would it be like door to door? It That's couldn't exactly be, what it would be. It Nick. would be door to door. Wow. Okay. At least they made that made sense. Yeah. Like that is if I saw door to door, I would know what's coming yeah. to my door. Yeah. And sometimes actually if you're moving like different kinds of cargo, like bulk cargo, um, there's also an acronym called RORO Cargo, and that's Roll On, Roll Off. And, and what exactly does that mean? Roll well, that's going to be it's going to be um, a, a piece of equipment that can actually be rolled onto the contain uh, the ship and rolled off. So it's going to be more for like bulk products and things. Bulk like that. or like big machinery or, yeah, or something big machinery, that's, yeah. that's okay. Yep, that's exactly what it's used for. And there's another one I want to bring up. A POA. I can't believe how many people don't know what a POA is. What is a POA, Sarah? It is a power of attorney. Power of attorney. And what exactly does a power of attorney give you? So the power of attorney actually gives us, or a freight forwarder or customs broker, um, it gives us the right to clear goods on the importer's behalf. Right? You know that. I I do know that. But the first time I actually heard power of attorney Mm -hmm. was actually through my grandparents. Really? And and my well, dad had to sign yeah, a power okay. of attorney. Yeah. So I didn't really know that there was different power of attorneys until I started in this environment. Yeah. I mean, there's different power of attorneys for different things. But essentially what it does is it gives the right to somebody else to be able to do something on your behalf. Right? So on a personal standpoint, it could be a power of attorney to make medical decisions for you. Or it could be for us, or for in the logistics industry, it's a power of attorney to allow us to clear the goods on the importer's behalf. So there's various different terms and, and different things for the power of attorney anyway. All right, so I think we went through a lot um, in this episode. We went through the definition and the difference between supply chain and logistics. Um, hopefully you were able to take some tidbits from that and really understand the difference between supply chain and logistics. We went through a lot of acronyms. Yeah, there's and there is so and much so more. Many more. Maybe yeah. every episode we just touch base on a couple and maybe yeah, help, we could talk about some help society sure. out that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you even have any questions or you have any acronyms that you'd like us to mention in some future podcasts, you can actually email us at listener at two babes talk supply chain dot com. So join us on our next episode where we interview Andrea Stroud from APQC, and she is the program manager over there. We're going to be talking about making millennials part of the team. Just remember, we are all human, and ship happens.